Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that sometimes a few bad words might slip through the net. This episode contains some adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. Hello, Katie. <laughs> Hello, Tim. How are you? I am good, thank you. Good to hear it. On holiday. Holiday. Celebrate. While we're recording this, it's the Easter holidays, so is, yeah. we are not working. Um, apart from this, this apart from is. This. But this isn't work. This isn't work. This, this is, is just, just a good time. A good old time. <laughs> So, Tim, um, you've got some... I don't really know necessarily what this this is all about. You've called me here today. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what, what is this episode all about? Right, well, um, this is a kind of follow-on from a conversation I had on another podcast. <gasps> I've been cheating on you, Katie. No! <laughs> uh, I went on another podcast recently with Sean Hutchman. The podcast is called No Word is an Island. It's a great podcast for advanced... Uh, that is a brilliant name. It is. For advanced uh, English learners. He's based here in Barcelona as well. And we were talking a little bit about uh, a book called Atomic Habits mm-hmm. by James Clear, um, which is very good. It's kind of self-help book that I've recently read. Um, and it's all about atomic, like tiny changes and little habits changes you can make to your life to increase your productivity and generally uh sort your shit out <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great book it's really to get good. better at stuff and just good... get a bit more you know less panicked and stressed and anxious about things yeah definitely and it's not about completely revolutionizing everything it's just about making these getting one percent better at things okay okay so not like yeah, completely turning your whole life upside down. Just like, I want to be 1% better at this little thing, 1% better at this little thing. And uh, overall, that will give me lots of gains. Okay, so can you give an gains. example? So the example that um, James Clear uses in the book, he talks about the British uh, cycling team, um, who used to be awful, really <laughs> bad. Um, they used to be so bad that the uh, some of the, bike manufacturers didn't want their the bikes <gasps> the brits to wear, ride oh, their bikes because they they didn't want to be associated with such bad bike wow riders. um so they brought in a new coach uh called dave brailsford um and dave and his team brailsford's team they went around making these one percent gains one percent changes okay um and the idea behind it was if you break everything that's involved in riding a bike uh, down into the tiniest possible parts and then improve each of those tiny little individual parts mm-hmm. by 1%, overall, you'll see a big jump, a big improvement. Okay. So some of the things they did were like the typical things of trying to find more comfortable saddles, more right. comfortable seats, mm-hmm. better bike equipment, things like that, things mm-hmm. you would think, yeah, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. But then some of the other less obvious things they did is they got uh, a surgeon to come and teach the bike riders how to wash their hands properly. What? Why does that make a difference? Because 
they get ill less frequently. They get fewer colds and coughs oh. and flus and things like that. Which means they could train more. So they can train more, they miss fewer competitions and their performance improves. Oh, that's cool. Um, some of the other things they did were they looked into uh, the the beds they were sleeping in, mm-hmm. the pillows they were using, the mm-hmm. mattresses they were using, and trying to optimize them for each individual rider so they sleep better. Or, for example, uh, they have so they have all these really really high performance bicycles that they have to carry around in a van, um, and they just painted the inside of the van white so that they could see any tiny bits of dirt and dust that got in there. Because if any dirt and dust gets on these very finely tuned bikes, mm-hmm. then they can damage them and they don't perform as well. Okay. So just by painting it white, they can see, oh, it's a bit dirty in here. They can clean the van more often and protect the bikes more. Okay, okay, okay. So the idea is all these little 1% bits add up to a much bigger improvement. And we were talking, me and Sean on the podcast, were talking a little bit about trying to apply this to language learning. Um, and we came up with a few ideas um, and we just thought today on this episode we'd drill down into some other little tiny changes students can make mm-hmm. um, to you know, maximize their, the benefit from their classes uh, and develop better learning habits for themselves. Okay. Well, washing your hands is a good one because that means you're sick less often, which means you can turn up to class. Exactly. Yeah. You're sick, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in class. So, yeah. Step one, number one. Step one, wash your wash hands. Wash your hands properly. Get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. with a good pillow and a good mattress so that you are awake and alive and your brain is ready to go. Exactly. Paint the inside of your van white. So, no, I don't think that applies. <laughs> I don't have a van. I have to go and buy a van. <laughs> so, we had, me and you had a little brainstorm. We come up with a few areas which we think um, students could improve in. Mm-hmm. Just a few little tips and things. Just like really small ideas. They don't have. They're not going to be like dedicate your whole life to learning English, but or anything. But mm-hmm. just small things. Yeah. Okay. So what was the first one? The first one we came up with as a general rule is your like notes and your class notes and the way you take notes in class. Or if you take notes, some mm. a lot of people don't. They don't bother. And you must. Or I have students that come every day with a fresh, clean, one single sheet of yes. paper. It's just like, how are you organizing that? Yes, no, no, no. Right. Have a notebook. That's what I say. That's so, 1% change. Yeah. Go That's and like buy. a euro. Yeah. Go and buy an A5 notebook. Yeah. Um, I'd say buy two. Okay. Buy one for <laughs> your classwork. Yes. And one for your vocab. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I make them do classwork on the front and they flip it over, vocabulary on the back. Mm, that's good. So it's like the vocab side is upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good, if you've only got one, go with Katie's version because that way you only have to buy one notebook. Okay. <laughs> now, this, is a lot, this might sound simple to you and basic and something you already do. But, but it's a 1% be, change. You'll be surprised about how many students don't do this. Okay. Yeah. Just... Go go to the stationery store. Everybody likes buying stationery. I love buying stationery. <laughs> Everybody does it in September, I think. Everybody goes go and buys <laughs> some pens. But then you lose your pens. Yeah. Like you lose the different colors and yep, things yep, like yep. that. Um, so get some pens. Mm-hmm. Get a black pen. Mm-hmm. Get a green pen. Mm-hmm. Get a red pen. Mm-hmm. Color code your notes. A highlighter? A highlighter pen. Why not? Definitely. A fun color. Make yeah. it fun. Mm-hmm. Encourage you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were talking about how. So then, so that's the 
why <laughs> oh no that's not the why but that is the what you should be doing yeah um and then the how to take notes is also important mm-hmm. definitely we talked about several things didn't we yeah really so i think um recording vocabulary that comes up in class yep um basically you know this right you should be writing down everything that the teacher puts on the board mm-hmm. but how should you record it i think it's really important if there's new vocabulary new phrasal verbs new expressions going up on the board Make sure that you're writing them down in uh, your vocab book, for example, in a mm-hmm. complete sentence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you can underline the the, the important phrasal verb, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can add the meaning written in English mm-hmm. or you can write a translation or both. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's also important, if you can, just to write next to the word what type of word it is. So you can have a little code. So you can write an N for noun. You can write a V I'm, I'm writing letters in the air. It's really good very for use, podcasts. Very useless. <laughs> yeah. A V if it's a verb, an adj, A-D-J if it's an adjective, for example. Yeah. Adverb. Mm-hmm. PV for phrasal verb. Mm-hmm. You fancy. Yeah. Um, well, I, I also, I don't, yeah, I, th- I think it, it can be quite difficult to do that in class um, all at once but if you were going to do that kind of maybe kind of make a more complete list with a sentence and a definition later that would definitely be oh my goodness if you did that that would be amazing Mm -hmm. but um certainly making sure you have have the whole the word written down in some kind of list but not amongst all of your other notes yeah i definitely think you should have it written down in a dedicated space just for vocabulary yeah because if it it just it'll just get lost amongst your general notes Mm mm-hmm so that's the thing about having either a vocab book or using the back of yeah. your book, as you said. Yeah. So you're like, oh, we're doing some phrasal verbs now. Okay, I'm going to okay, add that. Flip that to my phrasal verb list at the back. Put it in the phrasal verb list because then you can be like, okay, uh, we've got an exam coming up mm. or say you have an exam in the second half of the class and your mm-hmm. teacher says, right, you've got this, these 10 minutes to study. Mm-hmm. You can just go straight to the vocab bit and be like, right, I can study yeah. from this. You're making life easier for your exactly. future self. Exactly. <laughs> Um, um, another thing I said about um, note taking is categorizing the words. So if you say had, you knew that you well, it really depends what you're learning in English. But if it was say things like idioms or you know is raining cats and dogs, mm-hmm. which I've never said in my life, but that's the only thing <laughs> I could think of. Um, you could have a list or or a mind map of just idiomatic phrases that you could put. The, in your vocabulary notebook, a list for phrasal verbs, a list for idioms, a list for, well, I don't know, words, uh, can be really personalised, words that you kind of know, yeah, words that you've never heard before that are totally new to you, mm-hmm. words that you're definitely going to remember. You could you could personalise your categories mm-hmm, into definitely. whatever way you want. I'm just going to cough, hang on. <coughs> <laughs> Done. Um, or another way of doing it is by, by topic. So if you like lots yeah. of language comes up for describing traveling or holidays you can be like right i'm gonna have a page of yeah holiday vocabulary well, like that's often how a teacher organizes a class as well yeah. right so mm-hmm. you can be like okay these are all of the all of this vocabulary is going to help me with it if i have to talk about topics at any time uh, yeah. uh, travel or, or mm-hmm. um, family or like professions or yeah. job interviews or things like that exactly. because you know in these exams that we have people have to take there's typical topics that always come up so yeah. you're like right i'm going to intensely study this topic, some exactly. phrasal verbs on it, some expressions on exactly. it. Exactly. So like these that. are just these just small things. Just think about how you take notes and just think think of how could you do this. Just slightly change what you do already to make a mm-hmm. make a really big impact. Yeah. Um, on on your language learning. Definitely. 
And then we talked a bit about that's collecting the notes mm-hmm. and then reviewing your notes. Yeah. Okay. So, so setting aside, it only, only mm, needs to be five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. To go over your notes from class when you get home, or it could just be the f- five minutes before the next class starts, just yeah. at some point. Because did you know if you uh, you you forget eighty percent of the vocabulary you study? If you study twelve new words. For example, in a class, or ten oh new words. Oh yeah, go forget, with ten. Go That's with 10, easier to go make the maths e- easier. Then uh, you're only going to remember those two words. You're only going to remember two of those. So, yeah. if if you don't do any sort of refreshing of your memory in between, yeah. Um, so I I say go home, open your note up, get your highlighter out, just highlight the ones you think you want to remember, mm-hmm. highlight any interesting things that came up. Yep. And put it away and don't think about it. And then five minutes before the next class, open that page up again and just review the last few pages of your book. Exactly. Just to refresh your brain. Hopefully it'll help. Definitely. See, just like five minutes on either end. Mm-hmm. They're only little little dedications, little bits of time you have to dedicate. And yeah. you could just say, I'm going to start small with all these things. Start small. You say, right, uh, five words or five phrases from each class. Mm-hmm. I'm going to highlight. So you can say, choose one of your highlight colors. I don't know. I'm going to do green is going to be my five words a day. Yeah. And then I'm going to underline five words and those are going to be the five ones or yeah. five expressions. doesn't even have to be five. It could be one. Be but yeah, exactly. You can start with one and then be like, right, I, I'm always remembering one. Let's go for two. Build up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a challenge. Following on from that. Mm-hmm. So something you can do is using lots of applications. There's so many like language learning applications out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That you can get on your phone, like Quizlet, <laughs> my personal favorite at the moment. Get Quizlet on your phone. You can download it for free. Yeah, it's a flashcard app. It's great. Yeah, you can get uh, an account for free mm-hmm. that tracks your progress. Mm-hmm. All the flash sets of flashcards are already created for you. You can go on there and put in, I don't know. You type in phrasal verbs for a first certificate yeah. or advanced or whatever. And people have made it. It's all there. Yeah. And you can just be like, right, I'm going to do five minutes a day. Yeah. There's you. You select your set of flashcards. So it might be like you said, phrasal verbs, phrasal verbs for first certificate. You click on the set on your phone. You click on learn, mm-hmm. and it goes through a series of different um, uh, so matching exercises. It's mm-hmm. like this is the phrasal verb, which meaning like multiple choice, mm-hmm. and then it will come back the other way, other way round, and be like, ah, okay. There's no mm. multiple choice now. Which one do you remember what it was? So it slowly leads you through mm. each one of them. And like I said, start small. Just be like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm going to do that. I've or you could add it. on your word a day. Your five words a day, you could add them in there yourself. You can create your own set. Exactly. Yeah. And quite often I've found when I've used it for studying Spanish and for studying uh, for the teacher training diploma that we both did, um, the process of making the flashcards yourself mm-hmm is more valuable for your learning than mm-hmm. actually using the flashcards. Because mm. you're thinking Doesn't mean you well, should, no. You should definitely use them, but the actual process of creating them yourself is very, very valuable for you for yeah. um, remembering but them. But like I think they're like, oh, you learn more when you teach it. Exactly. You understand it more when mm-hmm. you teach it. Um, so that's, a, that's really cool. So yeah, Quizlet, there's another one called Anki, uh, A-N-K-I, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good, but not as not as pretty as Quizlet. Okay. Quizlet's very pretty. So Quizlet's the best one. I um, know you could also just go, you know, in this digital world. It doesn't have to be digital. You just go and cut up some spare pieces of paper you've got. Yeah. Make them yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go old school. 
Yeah. Definitely. That's cool. Um, something that ties into this, uh, what well, ties into it, like habit formation in general, is the idea of scheduling your habits and um, habit stacking. Mm-hmm. James Clear talks a lot about habit stacking. What's that? So it's like, first of all, becoming aware of what your habits are. Okay. So you can be like, right, uh, one way you can do this is write a list of all your habits, all the things you do during the day. Be honest. Okay. Write down, okay, I wake up at this time, then I check my phone for 10 minutes, then <laughs> I make my coffee, then I have a shower, going uh-huh. through and list them. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks a bit about if you want to change your habits, you can go through your list and decide which ones are good ones, which ones are bad ones, which ones are neutral ones. Right. Um, but if you just want to think about introducing a study habit into your day, you can be like, right, uh, you find one of your habits, you can be like, every morning at, I don't know, around 10 o'clock, I go and have a coffee or I go and have a cigarette. And you can just say, after I have done this, I will do this. So after I have had my morning coffee, I will um, study on Quizlet for five minutes. Okay. Instead of checking Instead of checking Instagram. Instagram. And then you can give yourself a reward. You can say, when I've uh, checked, gone on Quizlet for five minutes, I get five minutes on Instagram. Okay. okay? And there's a study carried out that says, um, basically they tested a bunch of people uh, trying to get people to exercise more. And they had three groups. They had the control group who they just said to them, exercise more. Then they had the second group and they said to them, exercise more and showed them a presentation about why exercising more is good. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third group where it was exercise more, the presentation and... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> and say exactly when, where you're going to exercise. So you just have to write on a piece of paper, I will uh, exercise on my bedroom floor on a yoga mat for five minutes at 10.30 every morning, mm. okay? And they found there was much, much more, much improved, or the, the group that planned exactly where and when and for how long they were going to do the habit were much more likely to do it. That's interesting. So students could be like, I'm going to do my studying at particularly this time of day. Yeah, so this time of day in this place... And exactly how you're going to do it, there's a much greater chance of you taking on that habit. Good. So something I've been doing with my students over the last few weeks <coughs> is Sorry. getting them to do that part, getting them to uh, make the intention, okay, and formalizing when, where, and how they're going to do it, um, and trying to encourage them to to study for five minutes a day. Okay. So any new habit you're trying to do, you're much more likely to do it if you have make done, that exact plan. Have they been plan. doing? Have they been doing? A few of them have. Okay. And they're being very honest about it. So I'm having them self-report. Ooh. They've said, for example, because um, I'm sending them all the Quizlet flashcards. Okay. And then at the start of every class, we spend two minutes. I bring up an Excel with their names and mm-hmm. the days. Mm-hmm. And they say, right, what happened on Monday? Did you do your five minutes? And they're like, mm, no, I didn't. But I did do it on Tuesday. Oh, but I did do it on oh, Wednesday. So there's like, you're holding them accountable as well. Yeah. And they're being honest about it. A few of them saying, no, sorry, I haven't. And then we have a look. So at the end of the Excel, I've got their place, their time, and their how. And so we say, okay, the ones who have done it, okay, did you do it in the place you said? Did you do it at the time you said you were going to do it? 
Um, and they go, no, actually, I found I didn't have time to do it. I couldn't do it on the bus. It was too many distractions. I, instead, I'm doing it in this place. So we'd update the place they said they're going to do it and the time they said they're going to do it. Um, That's cool. So playing with habit formation. This sounds like a lot of effort on, on the teacher's part. However, you can just do it for you. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm doing it at the moment with my students because I'm experimenting a bit with trying to get them to do more. <laughs> studying but these are ways you can do it I think this is also like your, your new hobby really this is like yeah this I'm is your new thing this is yeah. you're like I'm going to change the world <laughs> tracking <laughs> I'm going to yeah. revolutionise the world um, so yeah that's habit stacking and scheduling so definitely like plan after after I've done this I will do this okay so it could be like after I I don't know arrive home from English class, I will spend five minutes looking at my notes. What's another one? Writing corrections. Do you want to talk oh, yeah. about this one? <clears throat> so <clears throat> at the school where Tim and I both work, we do writings very frequently. And um, we spend a lot of time as teachers revising what students have written, what you guys have written. And it's very valuable for students to look through our notes not only to understand what we've written, but also to write correct to write the correct option. Mm-hmm. So if we've written okay, you've used the wrong word here. So think about what what was maybe wrong about that word and taking advantage of those that feedback. Maybe asking your teacher, whatever. Okay, so what word would you recommend? And then correcting that yourself. Making any corrections to your homework really valuable. One, I mean, if you write and it gets corrected on a word, a word doc online or on Google Docs, then it's like almost really satisfying to correct it because then you can like tick the comment and it like disappears and you're like, mm-hmm. you have a comment-free document. It's quite exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'd be really helpful for future because hopefully you've like learned the new, the error and you've learned the correct. Yeah. <laughs> and quite often with students what we see is you've they've written they've done a writing for you they made lots of mistakes and you give it back to them and it's got lots of correction and they look at it and go they're disappointed and they sort of shove it in their bag and you know it's never coming out again mm-hmm. you're like this is Crumpled an opportunity <laughs> this is an opportunity this is why we have to correct these things spend all this time I've spent 20 minutes working on that yeah <laughs> um, so you know I think and something that our school is very strict on getting students to do corrections. I know other schools aren't the same. Uh, but something that teachers, for te- those teachers listening, um, some teachers in my school are very strict and they say that the students don't get their mark back <sighs> until they've handed in the corrected version. Okay, so you can get your students to definitely do it by saying, no, you, this doesn't count as a completed piece of homework <laughs> until you've sent me the corrected version. Okay. Okay, if you want to crack the whip a bit more. Um, but yeah, definitely view it. Do as, you do that? No, but no, I don't I'm going to start doing that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think I, we know which who's the the harder teacher of the two of us. I am not that hard. No, I'm students. not very strict either. But I'm I'm thinking about becoming more becoming stricter because <laughs> Tim being strict. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's your 1% change. 1% change, 1% gain. You're going to make them write their corrections and not give them their mark until they give you back their corrections. Okay, that that will, to be fair, make a big impact on their performance. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. 
Um, cool. Do we have any more? We do. Okay. Uh, another little one, something you can do in class. Um, something I noticed some of my students do um, is what we call mirroring. I can't really say mirroring. 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 Or in America, they say mirroring. <laughs> yeah. Mirroring. <laughs> so like when your teacher, sometimes your teacher will write a new word on the board and explicitly drill it, make everybody in the classroom pr uh, pronounce it and say it out loud. Um, but what you can do, uh, even if the teacher doesn't uh, make everybody um, repeat it, is just mirror how the teacher says it under your breath. You don't have to be saying the words. You can just sort of whisper it to yourself. Mumble drill. Mumble drilling, it's called. So say the teacher comes up with a word, comes up on the board, and I know something like advertising. You can just be saying like advertising. Just making your mouth make the shape, okay, to get your mouth around it because it will help you with uh, um, not only with the pronunciation but also uh, retaining and acquiring the language as well. So just little habits you can um, take on board. Mm. That's cool. I make my students do that anyway. Yeah. Okay, say it three times yourself, just quietly. Don't say it out loud. Yeah, it's a good one say to Say it do. in your head. Yeah. Um, and just get into the habit of doing it. Get into the habit. We will change your habits. <laughs> we'll change your life. Um, <clears throat> well, Tim might. Uh, we will. Both of us will. <laughs> Uh, we're also talking about... Oh, yeah, subtitles. Is mm. that what you're going to say? Uh, so everyone likes watching things, right? And mm -hmm. there's lots of good content that comes out in English that quite often gets dubbed, which is fine. I mean, of course, if you want to watch something in your native tongue that isn't originally in your native tongue, I totally understand. Squid Game, for example, mm -hmm. was... Um, yeah, I watched some of it dubbed and then I switch to subtitles. But mm -hmm. one one way if you want to improve your English in particular is um, you could do it, you know, increase the challenge. So watch the watch the episode or the, um, the film or whatever it is in, in your original tongue and then with English subtitles. So at least you're seeing what the English translation mm -hmm. might be. If you want to make it a bit more challenging for yourself, then you can switch it to English. So the original version with your native tongue as the subtitles. Mm -hmm. So Spanish or, I don't know, Russian, whatever it is. And then one step harder, you can make it English version with English subtitles. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to go like top. Full on. Full on. Top level. Expert. No subtitles at Nightmare all. Nightmare challenge is mm -hmm. no subtitles in English. Yeah. And I think... Just small changes. I think... Uh, like you're saying, like build up to it. You don't have to suddenly go, like, right, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm going original version, no subtitles straight mm -hmm. away. Or if you're feeling tired, you can be like, right, okay, um, oh, I'm not in the mood today. I'm just going to do uh, dubbed with English subtitles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't have to, like we say, revolutionize your whole life, but you can set yourself, okay, today I'm going to watch one 20 minute episode of The Office. Yeah. In English with Spanish subtitles or in English with English subtitles, exactly. for example, like that. Um, and just bit by bit changing other stuff like changing your phone into English. So go into the settings, change it to English. Um, change any other devices you have, switch the language into English. Mm -hmm. um, you'll realize that you know most of it. Most of it already. Yeah. I mean, it's really common language. A lot of it's like very similar to other languages as well. Just little things like that that flick the switch and change your yeah. uh, 
chip. Change the chip. Change the chip. To English. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're all pretty good. In one more. Okay. Being very strict with yourself. English in the classroom and only English in the classroom. Yeah. That's not to say, like, if you're, I don't know. But what I what we tend to notice is that our, our students, even if they have a very, very high level of English, and they're definitely capable of of speaking <laughs> English, they do slip into mm-hmm. their native tongue. And I, I understand why you do that. We speak, we teach in monolingual classrooms. But yeah. really the benefit is, is you're practicing and you get yourself into the mindset of speaking in English. Hopefully you're going to be practicing some of the things that you find hard. You're going to be using the target language. It's just an opportunity and hopefully a safe space where you feel comfortable to practice your speaking. So if you if you feel worried about speaking, the more that you speak, the better you'll get. That's the kind of unfortunate thing about it. But yeah. even if you're just speaking to your partner, speak English to them. It, it doesn't matter. If you're telling them a story, if it's not for the whole class to hear, fine. But just it's a good opportunity for you to practice. Yeah. And it's like if you're making the effort to always speak English, then your partner is more likely to yeah. do the same. Do the same. Um, it's very weird to speak back to someone in a different language. Yeah. So think about it. That's the moment you step into the classroom. Just think. Yeah, okay, this think is, this an, is English an English space. space. Oh, um, did you say place? Did we say English space at the same time? English space. Oh yeah, my god! Exactly. At the same time. Yeah. <gasps> Speech jinx. We are the same person. <laughs> mm-hmm. We fused. <laughs> okay. Um, That's a good one. So okay. we might revisit this topic again in the future. We're going to come up with some other one percent. Well, I think you should continue your experiment and mm-hmm. see. Let us know the results. I'm intrigued. Yeah, definitely. Let us know how, if it makes a big impact on your students. Yeah, let's do it. And guys, let us know if it makes a big impact on you. Like, it doesn't even have to be about English learning. It can be about anything. Yeah, any habits you want to What's change? the name of that book again? Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits by James James Clark. Clear. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Atomic Habits by James, James Clear. Clear. And if you want to listen to a more in-depth talk about specifically about the book, then check out Sean Hutchman's podcast. Um, no word is an island. Oh, let's put that in the link. Put below. that in the link below. I've talked about some of the same stuff on on this episode, but um, Sean had some really good insights into the whole topic as well. So check it out. All right, I'm gonna go listen to it. Is it out already? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna go. Li- I've not listened to it yet. Yeah. I'm gonna go listen to you. Do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Catch you on the catch you on catch you on the flip side. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Teas in a Pod. I'd like to thank our wonderful producer, Ben Ward, our graphics man, Mark Wilding, the lovely singers on our intro, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and myself. I'm not thanking myself. You know what I mean. And of course, my wonderful co-host, Tim Worry. See you next time. Bye.